I'm Dr. Vanessa Sinclair, and this is Rendering Unconscious. Today's episode is a little bit different. I recorded a video with my husband, Carl Abrahamson, for our patrons. We reached our goal on Patreon, and because of that, the agreement was to record a video talking more about what we do in depth. So here you have it, the first episode of what we've called the 23rd Mind. If you'd like to follow along, there is a video of this on YouTube. Just search for our YouTube channel, Trapart Film, T-R-A-P-A-R-T, space, film, on YouTube. You can also find our channel through searching for the Rendering Unconscious podcast on YouTube or searching for my name. If you prefer Vimeo, we have a Vimeo channel as well. Trapart Film or Rendering Unconscious podcast on Vimeo. Rendering Unconscious is also a book. Rendering Unconscious, Psychoanalytic Perspectives, Politics, and Poetry. Published by Trapart Books, 2019, and also available as an ebook through iBooks and Kindle. For more information, please visit our publisher's website, trapart.net. That's T R A. P-A-R-T dot net. You may also visit my website, drvanessasinclair.net, and the podcast website, renderingunconscious.org. You can support the podcast by visiting our Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash V-A-N-E-S-S-A 2-3-C-A-R-L Your support is greatly appreciated. Links to everything can be found in the text accompanying this episode. excited for our first episode of the 23rd Mind. Yeah, welcome. And uh, the reason we're doing this is to uh, please satisfy our uh, patrons, our supporters, and also our general fans, because they have been, uh, you have been, I should say, um, uh, asking for more material about specifically our process and what it is that we're doing and what we're doing and how we're doing it. Yeah. So we met our goal on Patreon, and that means that every month we're going to be creating one of these videos where we talk about what we're working on that month, how we work more in depth. And of course, if you're on our Patreon, you already know, or just follow us on social media in general, we also love to support other artists and intellectuals and creatives and writers in what they do as well. So we'll be showcasing some of our favorite friends and artists and current thinkers. Yeah, because we're getting a lot of stuff from many, many exciting people, uh, beautiful, creative people who are, um, you know, uh, our friends, and uh, we like that. But we also feel that we want to, you know, support them as much as uh, they're supporting us. So those are the basic thoughts behind the 23rd Mind TV or, uh, I don't know, webcast or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but this is it. And we're without further ado, we're just going to throw ourselves right into it. Yeah, so I guess the first thing we should talk about is New York. Yeah. We have an upcoming trip to New York 
in March, I'm going to be speaking at the American Psychological Association's conference for the Division of Psychoanalysis, presenting the book I did on violence and psychoanalysis, uh, which is right here. And so Manya Steinkohler and I are the editors of this book, and so we're going to be at APA Division 39 in March talking about this book. And while we're there... Yeah, well, while we're there, um, there's some interesting things happening for me too, in the sense that uh, the beautiful cinema, uh, film noir cinema in uh, Brooklyn, uh, are going to dedicate a weekend to just showing some of my films. Um, the documentaries about Kenneth Anger and Genesis Peorage, also my uh, feature film, psychological thriller, My Silent Lips. Uh, but most importantly, it'll be the New York debut of the brand new documentary about Anton LaVey called Into the Devil's Den. And I look forward to that very, very much uh, to show it for New Yorkers and um, to show it on American soil, basically. Yeah, and here's the trailer for it. Enjoy. You don't know whether he's going to be a you know, pompous asshole or you know, really full of himself, sweep into the room in his long black cape and, you know, here, kiss my ring or something. Well, he was a theatrical person, and so everything he did had that aspect. Suddenly there was this man who looked like the devil, you know, to the popular culture and was talking about Satan as this, this positive role model. Mr. Satan, Church of Satan, boom, that's it. Sex is not the answer to everything, but it's probably the prime mover to a great deal of what we do. Homosexuality, asexuality, bisexuality, transsexuality, not as a tolerance, but as a celebration. The only people that I would cast a curse or a spell on would be people individually that would sort of get under my skin. He codified the way I think many people, probably most people, actually live, but won't admit it. Teaching women how to bend men's mind to their will. Owning your power. It's a, it's a great book for teaching women how to manipulate men. <laughs> when you went to visit him, you went into his universe, and it was like a parallel universe. Anton LaVey's legacy is everywhere, forever. It, it's you, you can't unring a bell. You trust me, I trust you. That's the way it has to work. There has to be some trust between people or demons. Also, when we're in New York, uh, I am going to do uh, another thing which has to do with the book production. And uh, the most exciting project in a long time is a book that's currently at the printers. But I have something here to uh, show you and that's some test sheets uh, for the cover and for some of the photographs and it's a book called Sacred Intent there you go Sacred Intent um, and it's basically a book summing up uh, my conversations with uh, Genesis Peorage since 1986 so it's a time span uh, of I don't know how many years, from 1986 to 2019. And we've been uh, traveling to many exciting places and talking about Jen's ideas and uh, many other things. And this is kind of a, an amazing book for me to do this kind of memory lane uh, tripping, but also uh, a great way of um, um, anthologizing and pooling uh, in a very condensed form uh, the beautiful ideas and thoughts and concepts and philosophies of Jen. You know, they have developed, as has Jen, uh, and uh, it's just remarkable to see this scope, this time span, and span also of uh, intellectual expansion. And uh, I'm also very happy about the fact that in the book there's not only these uh, conversations, uh, it's also, I think, 50, 5 zero, 50, uh, Photographs. This is just a test print of the um, of the photos in the book. So it's not only good textual stuff, but also I think around 50 uh, photographic portraits that I've taken um, of Jen over these uh, decades. So needless to say, I'm happy about and excited about this book, and I think that will be um, quite a good seller too. A lot of people are interested in in Jen's thoughts. Yeah, and it's a really nice kind of 
coming together of your relationship over the years as well and the different places you've traveled to together. I think that's one of the things that Jen pointed out. It's about the conversations, but it's also about all the travel and what you learn when you travel. Yeah, oh, of course, it's, it's uh, quintessential to travel. And um, I think it affected our conversations specifically when we were in specific places. Um, and it's just an all-round encouragement to keep on traveling. Everybody should travel as much as they can, because that's how you learn. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's everything happening in New York so far. So far. It's only February 1st right now, yeah. so we'll see if yeah. more comes up between now more things might come up, and yeah. mid-March. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, concerning the Gen book, that's, you know, that's going to be like a book talk, a book signing and a book talk uh, during that same weekend, uh, the Equinox uh, weekend of uh, March. Cool. Mm -hmm. What next? What next? Well, we should maybe talk about uh, Highbrow Lowlife. Okay. Our beautiful record label that has uh, for a long time been uh, what you call it, like a digital uh, label, releasing stuff online in digital form. And that's beautiful. It's a great way of sharing things uh, in an inexpensive and efficient way. Uh, but we came to, to this uh, point where we just missed having tangible products. And since we don't have much space, the, the storage we have is just filled with books. Um, we can't really do vinyls at this time. Maybe that will change in the future. But we decided to do small edition CDs instead in boxes. Boxes filled not only with a CD, but also relevant material. And so far we've done two things, two yeah. releases. So one that we've done is an homage to our first release together, which is Cut to Fit to Mouth. And Cut to Fit the Mouth first came out on an American label run by Douglas Lucas called Arcana Machine as a cassette. And you get the cassette in the box as well. Um, but we also made a CD of it. And of course, it's also available online digitally if you prefer that. Um, and it comes with all these great things. This is the image that was first on the cassette printed. Um, you get images of Carl and I performing at our exhibition, Cut to Fit the Mouth, which was in January of last year. And then just another photo of us together and some informational packet. And then you also get a handmade collage cut up uh, that I made one for each of them in the special deluxe edition. So this is an example of one. Good stuff. Really good stuff. Yeah. And I have another album coming out with Douglas Lucas, who originally put out Cuts of It the Mouth, um, which he's just sent us the files for, um, where Douglas set my cut-up poetry to music. And so that'll be coming up on a future episode of 23rd Mime. Yeah. And the other album that we've made a box for so far is called The Chapel is Empty. Um, the Chapel is Empty is something that I did with uh, Kevin Wright of Acoustic Timber Frequency. And it again comes with a CD that we made. Oh, I can even show you the CD itself because we printed a photograph on the front of the CD. And it comes with assorted photographs of me and Kevin making cut-ups, Kevin performing, and again, cut-up collages. Here's an example of one. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Yeah. And the, the idea with this is, of course, um, not only that it's fun for us to actually assemble these things and make little boxes, uh, but it has been requested in a way that uh, um, people we know, um, they like this tangibility. They like to put something in a player, whether it's a CD player or a, you know, a gramophone. But still, um, there's just something to it. I know I've missed it uh, for a long time. And um, while I have been privileged to you know, work with other people and other labels, uh, like uh, Ideal Recordings of Gothenburg, um, that make such beautiful vinyl releases, uh, I've still missed this, the tangibility of, of actually making things, because I know, and we know, that they will end up um, with people who really cherish not only what we do in terms of music and poetry, but also the products. 
so it's um, a great fit and I think um, we just do as many of these as we can because we have uh, not only a great backlog of digital releases that we can turn into physical releases but we also have, have a great, uh, what can we call that, uh, future log of stuff that's been recorded but has not yet been assembled in album form of some kind but they will all be physical releases too. Yeah, because I'm constantly making cut-ups almost every day when I write in my journal I make cut-ups and collages and then I often record those cut-ups uh, as cut-up poems and then those recordings turn into these releases so it's part of my day-to-day -day practice and part of my day-to-day -day life so I have pretty much an endless amount of material that we could use. Yeah, which is, uh, which is great, <laughs> which is great. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think uh, actually we're doing so many things that it's kind of hard to keep track of everything. Oh yeah, <laughs> one thing we can do for this episode, uh, since we just talked about the chapel is empty, is you can now see a video that I made for the chapel is empty yeah. to celebrate um, the release of Carl's film Anton LaVey into the Devil's Den uh, because LaVey and Carl are featured in the film that I created as is a letter that LaVey wrote to Carl back in 1988. Mm -hmm. So enjoy. Enjoy. Dear Carl, Dear Carl I am honored that you have chosen, chosen me as a part of your inspiration, inspiration. and Jane and would Jane be more than pleased. It is through, it is through ongoing, ongoing creations, creations like yours, yours that she lives on. on. Thanks to Thanks magical, to magical links, links like Genesis, like Genesis more, pioneers more pioneers like yourself, like yourself are coming forth to shake up shake the rest of the world. The world. There's a new wave, a second emergence of that which that began, began in 1966.
one's needs and likeness. All these make it a highly relevant and specific concept for what we have found Love, we believe, and Afghanistan first. To get to Kathmandu, there was not Kathmandu. Now we're going to talk about um, some things that people have been sending us um, and for which we're very grateful because it's amazing stuff. And uh, again, we have so many creative friends that it's, uh, this is going to be a substantial part of all the 23rd Mind uh, TV shows or episodes. And uh, I was thinking maybe you could hand me the record. One thing that is, of course, very, very mentionable and should be mentioned is the return of... Uh, swans. Um, it's uh, same but different in a way. This new album is called Leaving Meaning and uh, I for one think that Swans as a band or as a concept have just become, they've grown better and better uh, for each year and that's kind of remarkable because how many bands can you actually uh, say that about? Not many, you know, but I think uh, Michael Giras uh, Integrity and vision and uh, just uh, the quality of the stuff is just remarkable and uh, I really love Swans and this album is uh, no exception. It's a fantastic album uh, and I look forward to uh, seeing this kind of new incarnation of Swans live. I mean some of the musicians are the same but there's a greater variety, it's a bigger bouquet of uh, talented musicians um, uh, including Anna von Hauswolf. Uh, and, and many, many others, uh, Maria von Hauswolf, her sister. Um, and this really, it's hard to describe. It's the same kind of soul-searching, frenetic music. It's heavy, always very poetic. Um, and just, um, you know, again, I'm amazed that the quality is so high and it just gets, keeps getting better and better. So, um, I mean, it's just a, such a cliche, but you should really get this album because, uh, you know, it's... Um, it amazes me. It amazes me. It's definitely my favorite Swans album. Mm. I think it's the best thing they've done so far. And like Carl said, that says a lot because they're a pretty prolific band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then maybe we should mention Val. Yeah. Um, As you know, Val Denham <laughs> is one of our favorite artists. And people. Yeah, you can <laughs> see her work all over our house, all over our lives, basically. We love Val. We are huge Val fans. Yeah. <laughs> so we visited Val and her lovely wife, Gail Denham, this past summer. And while we were there, we were fortunate to obtain this Val Denham limited edition satchel, which has so many amazing things. Um, I can show you some of them here. And perhaps you can show others of them uh, edited in. Mm -hmm. No, it's just uh, another remarkable artist who is so uh, all-around creative. Whatever Val does, it's just uh, uh, fantastic how much beauty and skill and interesting concepts that are woven in, whether it's like t-shirt making t or, or making music, uh, drawing, painting, collaging. T-shirts. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, phenomenal. And there's this constant outpouring of stuff. Handwritten lyrics, patches, 
And we should mention that this uh, satchel, I think only one or two copies remain. Oh, there's one, one. I believe, last time I checked. Mm -hmm. All of them are gone except for one. Yeah, so this so is really a great opportunity to just get snatch the satchel. There are so many CDs in here. I think there's like seven CDs in here. CDs. And bonus stuff. Bonus CDs. music, yep. Yeah, this one is like handmade, a handmade CD that comes with it that hadn't been out yet. Cassettes, more patches. There's flyers from her shows, from her art exhibitions. And it comes with original artwork, including, oh, these are the pins. Comes with all of her pins. She's got great pins from Timeless Editions. Amazing stuff. And there's a little painting in here. There's so much stuff in here, I can't even find everything. Uh, there's a tiny painting in here that comes in a tiny frame. And the frame is from World War II era. So that's amazing. Actually, I think I'm going to have to take that out of the satchel mm -hmm. and put it up in the house. Yeah. Um, oh, entity photos. So Val also creates these amazing paintings on top of old Victorian photographs. Um, some of them are portraits, and some of are what these called these entity photos, where they look like alien or otherworldly entities kind of creeping in on these uh, old Victorian folks. So that's pretty hilarious and amazing, and I love those, and that's also going to have to come out of the satchel mm. and be up in our house. Yeah. Um, and there's also one of, the, one of these envelopes that I pulled out also has um, watercolors by Val. So it's got a whole set of watercolors by Val as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's just an incredible uh, thing, which is more than one record or a book. Uh, it's just um, a unique uh, opportunity to get something that will never come back into existence again. You know, it's just uh, how many copies were made? I think I six. I think six. Six copies were made. And of I think this there's one left, if that. Yeah. So get yours now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And support Val in general and support independent living artists. That's very, very important. And speaking of that. The tome. Yeah, the tome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is a beautiful book, as you can see, um, published by a beautiful publisher, Scarlet Imprint, uh, written by beautiful people, uh, Peter Gray and Alkistis Dimek. Um, and it's called The Brazen Vessel. And it's an uh, anthology of uh, their writings on magic and esoteric subjects. And uh, anyone who knows Scarlet Imprint as a publisher and Peter and Alkistis as people know that there is um, this thing called the sublime supreme quality. In everything they do, in their writing, their thinking, uh, their assessing material, whether it's new or old or other people's or their own, and the way they present it in these wonderful, wonderful books that are truly talismanic. Uh, it's just very, very inspiring. Uh, not only the, the experience of, of uh, reading them and taking part of their thoughts, they would be beautiful no matter what, but to have them contained in these beautiful editions um, makes for a double whammy. And it's something that's um, inspiring us a lot. Scarlet Imprint are just amazing in the way they're producing stuff. Uh, very, very um, uh, inspirational stuff. So follow them if you're not already. Yeah. You probably are. But. Yeah, yeah. But they're important people. So. And then your birthday present. Carl's birthday was oh, in yeah. January. Mm -hmm. And I got him this incredible sculpture by Charlotte Rogers. Yeah. The Hermit. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte Rogers is another one of those uh, totally unique artists. Uh, and it's funny that all these people are... British in some way, <laughs> you know, considering that this is the first day of uh, the, not the Brexit, but the actual new phase of uh, um, Great Great Britain, so-called, not being a part of, uh, of the EU. But anyway, um, Charlotte is an amazing artist and it's just uh, uh, mind-boggling how she can take and often does take dead matter, whether it's old uh, antlers or horns or uh, animal skeletons and things that she finds in nature and just uh, reworks them into yeah, living entities again. It's a, a totally uh, 
I would say, uh, necromantic, stressing, not the necro, but the romantic. There's something so loving in the way that Charlotte works and makes these new creatures come to life based on old stuff, but suddenly via her filtering, there's something new coming up. And this is my new friend, The Hermit by Charlotte Rogers. And I'm very happy. So thank you for that birthday gift. You're welcome. Yeah, no. um, Charlotte's one of the uh, artists that I wrote about in a new book that I have coming up called Scansion in Psychoanalysis and Art, which will be out later this year um, on Rutledge. And that's what I talk about is her process of taking these kind of dead matter um, and recreating new life from what's been discarded or has died. We are on a British artist role here. Yeah. So another one of our favorite British artists. I just got this wonderful piece by him framed. Um, this is amazing. Paul Watson. How incredible is this? Um, Paul is a wonderful British artist. Also works with the esoteric, as you can clearly see. Um, I saw this on his site and had to have her, and I'm so happy to have her home framed. Uh, she's making me rearrange my whole space because I need to put her front and center, basically. Um, yeah, I just love it. And he has other pieces of original art on his site um, that are very reasonably priced, so get them while you can. And a book. And he has two books, two books. Mm -hmm. and he just started um, a zine called Rituals. Um, so yeah, so go to his site. We're going to put links to all of these sites of these incredible artists um, so that you can easily find what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we should, if we uh, should break the British mold, um, as a kind of a revenge, perhaps, I don't know, uh, we should maybe talk about um, our friend, our friend Fred, Fred Anderson, uh, has written two books called Homo Satanis and Homo Satanis Two, uh, and they're wonderful um, insights and, and uh, funny, interesting and funny stories about uh, coming out not only as a gay person but as a Satanist, uh, and those two things in combo makes for wonderful reading. Um, the first one is called Homo Satanis, How I Learned to Love Satan and Other Insights from My Childhood. And Homo Satanis 2 is called The Devil Made Me Do It. And that's something I think we can all relate to in a good way. Uh, very, very funny and interesting books. So you should check out Fred Anderson's Homo Satanis. And then if we stick with the Swedes, um, one of our favorite Swedish artists is the performance artist Gustav Broms. And uh, I have made a film about Gustav uh, that you can find at uh, my Vimeo On Demand uh, site page. Uh, and Gustav is just one of those persons who uh, whatever he touches becomes, you know, instant art. It's just a, a kind of sensibility and skill and uh, the power to present and to represent very interesting ideas. And this little book called Nine Questions is a book that Gustav uh, put together by writing to uh, a great number of performance artists and some and other artists too uh, about their work and about their approaches, uh, about their art basically. And it's one of those things that, uh, although it's a slim book and it you know contains nine questions, um, standard questions, um, it reveals a lot about the artistic process and about uh, you know what exactly makes uh, very interesting artists not only tick but actually uh, be motivated and go from you know carrying interesting thoughts and concepts to actually making um, art of it all. Uh, so this is a book I would recommend a lot. It's it's been inspiring for me in my uh, continued process of making uh, the artists documentaries in the series An Art Apart. Many of these things um, touch upon the very fundamental, the same fundamental uh, issues. You know, why are people making art? What's the purpose? What's the uh, meaning of this? So nine questions put together by Gustav Broms, another 
beautiful Swedish uh, artist. Swedish artist Gustav Broms has, since the early 1990s, developed a symbolic language in order to help him understand his own being. On an adventurous journey stretching over photography, filmmaking, sculpting, collaging, music making and on to performance art, his artworks and the process become pieces of a puzzle that constitute not only the human being called Gustav Broms, but also human life itself in general. The grand scale of Broms' ambitions signals a willingness to share his highly experimental attitude and its findings with other people. Thus, his persona as an artist grows into something more ambitious, yet at the same time more undefined. The multifaceted expressions of his work seem to contain the very same theme, the very same question. Where exactly lies self in the human being? Who exactly are we and which tools do we need to find out? And while we're on this uh, uh, Swedish artist's um, trail, uh, I would also like to mention um, dear old uh, Frederick, um, Frederick Söderberg, uh, who I used to have the publishing company Edda uh, together with. And um, we are no longer working together with Edda, as you, most of you know, uh, but Frederick has just released some beautiful books. Uh, one is a heavy-duty uh, monograph uh, from an exhibition here in Stockholm that's going on, no, sorry, in Sweden, not in Stockholm, uh, that's going on right now. And it's just, uh, uh, you know, as usual, filled with these amazing um, watercolors that he's produced over the years. So this is kind of a retrospective, a monograph uh, containing um, uh, stuff from book projects, from uh, uh, exhibitions and other projects. And it's uh, remarkable. I'm very happy to have worked with Frederick and produced some books uh, together with him. Um, and uh, I'm now selling these via uh, Trapar. Uh, this one also is from another exhibition uh, that Frederick made, uh, put together together with his uh, uh, wife, Christine Ödlund. Uh, and it's the same thing there. They're really, I like to call them uh, the royalty of Swedish contemporary art, because whatever they do is not exquisitely uh, produced. Uh, it also is packed with ideas and concepts, not of the shallow postmodern kind, but much, much deeper, uh, existential, uh, philosophical, uh, religious even, uh, concepts that permeate their art and thereby gives it life. Um, there is no um, shallow meandering of uh, uh, current PC-based um, concepts, but just facts of life presented in a very, very personal way. Um, so, Fredrik Söderberg's monograph and The Okända Livets Psykiska Gåtor, or as it's called in English, The Psychological Enigmas of the Unknown Life by Fredrik Söderberg and Christine Ödlund. Both these catalogs are available at Trapar right now. And uh, that, I think, uh, concludes or sums up this very first cherry episode of uh, 23rd Mind TV. And um, yeah. yeah, that sends up January 2020. Yeah. So we'll keep moving into 2020. Yeah, absolutely. And as this 
project was uh, spawned as a thank you and then um, sort of on-demand thing, on per request thing from our uh, Patreon patrons. Uh, we'd like to recommend that you go to our Patreon site and see if you find a level of support that you could be interested in. Uh, Patreon is basically where we do most of our communication and um, flaunting of our continued successes and uh, mistakes. It's just a much more personal space to interact with our uh, friends and fans and people. Yeah, that's where we show our process of how all of our work comes together on an ongoing basis. And of course, all the podcast episodes are there first. Um, and yeah, pretty much all my more personal stuff is there because I don't like to put kind of what I'm doing personally so much online uh, since I am a psychoanalyst. So I usually focus on more work-related items uh, in the larger social media sphere and then go more into the inner workings of my process on Patreon. So join us on Patreon. We also send out gifts to our patrons at certain levels, physical, tangible gifts. Yeah, regularly. Um, they got a great uh, CD that we made with our new CD-making equipment. Um, that we sent out only to our patrons and a few uh, special friends like Val and Annie Bandez and a few others. Um, so, yeah, so join us there. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you soon again. Thank you for watching. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rendering Unconscious. You've just heard a discussion between Carl Abrahamson and me. For more, you can visit our websites, drvanessasinclair.net or carlabrahamson.com. That's C-A-R-L-A-B-R-A-H-A-M-S-S-O-N.com. Rendering Unconscious is also a book. Rendering Unconscious psychoanalytic perspectives, politics, and poetry. Published by Trapart Books, 2019, and also available as an ebook through iBooks and Kindle. For more information, please visit our publisher's website, trapart.net. That's T-R-A-P-A-R-T dot net. You may also visit my website, drvanessasinclair.net, and the podcast website, renderingunconscious.org. You can support the podcast by visiting our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash V A N E S S A two three C A R L. Your support is greatly appreciated. Links to everything can be found in the text accompanying this episode. Now enjoy a song by Douglas Lucas and I. Death Disco Scan from our forthcoming album Sound 23 from Swedish label Highbrow Lowlife. Take out each cutting 